From the nation's capital, here is tonight's Nations Report. Hello Turks and Caicos, it's news time across the islands from May 26, 2022. Here's what's coming up in the news. A cruise ship fire in Grand Turk this morning. TCI National Primary School spelling bee fast approaching and changes for immigration consultancy businesses. With the details, I'm Isher Parker. And now, here is tonight's news. A cruise ship scare in Grand Turk this morning where one of the vessels began spewing black smoke after catching on fire while burst at the Grand Turk Cruise Center. The blaze was extinguished and no reports of any injuries. Let's go to Robert Hall for more on this. Early this morning at about 8.40, I had cause to visit the Grand Turk Cruise Center as a result of rumors supported by a video on Facebook of a fire on one of Carnival's cruise ships. My investigation revealed that there are two ships in port, Carnival Freedom and Mardi Gras, combined with over 7,000 passengers. My investigations further revealed that in ship lingo they were blowing the tubes and a belch of flames and dark smoke were seen coming from the exhaust. I emphasize there was no fire on board as such. Large numbers of tourists have disembarked. Some have taken to the beach. Others take trams, taxi, golf carts, and other forms of transportation to enjoy what the nation's capital, Grand Turk, has to offer. I can confirm that Carnival, in keeping with their protocol, is flying in a team to assess the situation before Carnival Freedom can leave port here in Grand Turk. I further understand that some passengers are not inclined to reboard the ship. Some may be accommodated on the larger ship Carnival Mardi Gras, and government has flown in a team to assess the situation as it may be necessary to upgrade the Grand Turk International Airport from its current category to accommodate larger jet flights to move out some of the passengers. Reporting for RTC, this is Robert Hall. And a release from the governor stated, quote, We stood by emergency structures as we were alerted this morning by 911 including emergency services, DDME, and the regiment stationed in Grand Turk. Almost immediately, we had excellent communication from the ship that they had matters under control and didn't require our immediate support. We remain poised to help if needed, including responding to any requests that may be made by Carnival in support of passengers. Beaches, Turks, and Caicos will be hosting the annual National Spelling Bee a week from now at the Key West Conference Center on Thursday, June 2nd. As customary, there will be 10 participating schools with a selected student and their coach. 
Tiana Keir, coached by Mrs. Heather Robertson, will represent Alpha Christian Academy. Antoine Ford, coached by Miss Maria Speedwell, will represent Best Institute. Theodore Goldson will be coached by Mrs. Glenda Henry-Jones, and they'll be representing Community Christian Academy. Enid Caprin will cheer on Akela Seacherin, who will be coached by Mr. Stephen Morrison. Ianti Pratt will be cheering for Sarah Forbes as she's coached by Miss Daniela Carroll. International School of TCI will see Shreya Tiagi as their representative, coached by Rob Harris. Ona Glinton Primary will be represented by Jonelle Belzi, coached by Mrs. Jacqueline Henry. Osita Jolly will see Shakania Robertson on stage, coached by Mrs. Corrine Hall Broadbur. Prova Christian will be represented by Yanil Jose Santana, coached by Mrs. Sophia McPherson. And Richmond Hill Preparatory has Nathaniel Mizik, coached by Mrs. Varenik Sinclair as their spelling bee. Tune in to Radio Turks and Caicos next Thursday, June 2nd for live coverage on this year's National Spelling Bee. Users of Flow TCI can also use a complimentary line provided by Flow specifically for this year's event. Still in local news, the Customer Service Department is advising the public that on June 10th, all agency-type businesses operating with a business license under any category other than Category 289, Immigration Consultancy, are prohibited from submitting applications to the Customer Service Department on behalf of clients. The department says that it must ensure that their systems are consistently reviewed and streamlined to facilitate and support compliance with the laws of the land. Therefore, all businesses operating under Category 289 Immigration Consultancy of the Business Licensing Schedule are urged by the department to immediately provide them with a valid copy of their business license contact information for the company, and a valid government-issued identification of employees who will visit the customer service department on behalf of the business. The department also says that they will not accept any applications from any businesses or their representatives after the deadline, June 10th, until the required information is provided and the company is duly registered with the department. They mentioned that they also appreciate that this is a source of income and livelihood for many Turks and Caicos Islanders. And so the government will lift a moratorium on the issuance of immigration consultancy business license. They added, for companies to qualify and or maintain good standing under Category 289, all current immigration consultancy license holders and Turks and Caicos Islanders holding licenses under Secretarial and Administrative Services are to register with the Customer Service Department. In order to do so, companies must use the relevant form to access training and examinations, which must be completed before applying or renewing a license under Category 289. The prescribed form is available within the Customer Service Department or can be requested by emailing customerservice at gov.tc. That's the end of local news. Stay tuned for news from the region.
Director of the Executing Technical Unit of Agroforestry Development Projects, Eli Ferbo Herasame, highlighted the work carried out by his entity in favor of the recovery of the forested area and several boundaries in the south region of the Dominican Republic. According to Herasame, the institution is in charge of reforestation programs based on coffee, fruit, and timber species in the southern towns of Elias Piña, Barahona, Independencia, Undo Valle, Juan Santiago, Las Cañitas, Los Fríos, Sabanita, and the Sierra de Nieva. The director of the institution said that similar projects have been implemented for several months and are planned to be developed in places like Garavan and Tamayo. Eliferbo Herasme said that they will carry out a massive planting of avocado and mango in several communities. He said that the project will be accompanied by an extensive reforestation program in communities that belong to the municipality of Tomayo and that look devastated by the hand of man and natural phenomena. During the last 18 months, they've been carrying out a work of readjustments of this unit fulfilling a delicate mission placed on their list of responsibilities by the President of the Republic, Luis Abinader, and that's what they've been doing. That's according to Herasme when talking with Mario Lara and Vianello Perdomo in a program produced on Hilando Fino TV. And for news out of the Bahamas, buyers of the Grand Lucayan Resort in Freeport are in negotiations with a world-class and world-renowned casino operator for the property. This was revealed by Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Tourism Chester Cooper on Monday, May 23rd and later reported by the Nassau Guardian on Wednesday, May 25th. Minister Cooper said that the new proposed buyers of the Grand Lucayan Resort have indicated that they have a world-class, world-renowned casino operator that they are in active negotiations with to take over the casino at the Grand Lucayan Resort on their behalf. And that was all that he could reveal at this point. The government of the Bahamas announced earlier this month that Electra America Hospitality Group agreed to purchase the resort for $100 million. The government said that the deal could come with 2,000 construction jobs and 1,000 permanent jobs. Electra has already committed to a $300 million development of the property to turn it into a luxury hotel with 200 rooms and two dozen villas. It is said that there are also plans for a 500-room convention hotel and an all-suite resort condo with 200 hotel-style rooms. Minister Cooper also touched on casino licenses that exist for New Providence, explaining that a license was once attached to the South Ocean Hotel. As for any more licenses for the island or a new casino development at South Ocean, he said that he would think that the gaming board would have no difficulties in issuing another license in that area. Minister Cooper adds that for now, many licenses might be available in New Providence. He believes that there is a distance requirement between casinos and he suspects it's a matter of technicality that will be guided by the gaming board based on the applications they receive. The murder rate in Jamaica has increased to 6.5% so far this year, according to information from the latest Jamaica Constabulary Force Periodic Crime Statistics Review, which covers January 1st to May 23rd. It shows that there have been 35 murders for the period, with 574 recorded this year, 
compared to 539 for the same period in 2021. Amid the increase in killings nationally, the total number of serious and violent crimes committed so far this year has declined by 1.7%. The police reported that 1,921 serious and violent crimes were reported up to Monday, May 23rd, when compared to 1,954 last year. The St. James Police Division leads the murder count with 96 cases. This represents a 37.1% increase compared to the 70 homicides reported in the division up to May 23rd last year. Westmoreland follows with 59 murders. The St. Catherine North Police Division has 54 cases and St. Andrew South Division follows with 48 murders to round out the top four murderous police divisions so far this year. However, St. Mary maintains the title of having the highest percentage increase in murders nationally with a 500% rise. There were 18 murders committed in the parish up to May 23rd compared with three for the corresponding period of 2021. Portland is the parish with the latest murders this year. A total of four killings were recorded in contrast to the six reported last year. The JFC Serious Crimes report also shows that there was a 10.7 decrease in the number of shooting incidents as of Monday. There were 449 cases of shooting so far this year, compared to 503 for the same period last year. That's the end of news in the region. Up next, international news. If you want to catch sight of many of Britain's butterflies, you'll need to be quick. A report by the Butterfly Conservation warns that 24 of 58 species may soon disappear from Britain's shores. Humans are driving the loss of butterflies by destroying wildlife-rich habitats, says Head of Science for Butterfly Conservation Dr. Richard Fox. He told BBC News that the butterflies have literally been destroyed, been ploughed up, covered in fertilizers, and used to grow crops for housing. There is some hope as several species have been brought back from the brink by intense conservation work. Wood white butterflies are small, slow-flying butterfly that used to live across most of southern England and Wales. Now endangered, it's most likely found in the Midlands and is one of the species of butterflies that was included in the intensive conservation work. Other species included the swallowtails, Adonis blues, large heath and scotch argus conservation work has also helped bring back other species from the brink it's focused on protecting butterflies from the effects of changing land management and climate change dr fox explained the large blue butterflies pearl bordered fritillary and the duke of burgundy which is found mostly in southern england have been conserved and brought back from the brink of extinction Butterflies are important as their presence indicate a healthy environment. They also pollinate gardens and assist in the growth of fruits and vegetables, according to scientists. It is vital that humans encourage their prosperity instead of their destruction. Still in world news, the head of the World Bank has warned that Russia's invasion of Ukraine could cause a global recession as the price of food, energy, and fertilizer jump. David Malpass told the U.S. business event on Wednesday that it's difficult to see how we can avoid a recession. Malpass also said that a series of coronavirus lockdowns in China is adding to concerns about a slowdown. His comments are the latest warning over the rising risk 
that the world economy may be set to contract. Mr. Malpass said without giving a specific forecast that as they look at the global GDP, it's hard right now to see how we can avoid a recession. Last month, the World Bank cut its global economic growth forecast for this year by almost a full percentage point to 3.2% GDP or gross domestic product. It's a measure of economic growth and is one of the most important ways of measuring how well or badly an economy is performing. Mr. Malpass also said that many European countries were still too dependent on Russia for oil and gas. That is so even as Western nations pushed ahead with plans to reduce their dependence on Russian energy. Also on Wednesday, China's Premier Li Keqiang said that the world's second largest economy had been hit harder by the latest round of lockdowns than it had been at the start of the pandemic in 2020. He also called for more action by officials to restart factories after lockdowns. Mr. Li revealed that progress is not satisfactory as some provinces are reporting that only 30% of businesses have reopened. The ratio must be raised to 80% within a short period of time. Full or partial lockdowns were imposed in dozens of Chinese cities in March and April, including a long shutdown of Shanghai. The measures have led to a sharp slowdown in economic activity across the country. In recent weeks, official figures have shown that large parts of the economy have been impacted from manufacturers to retailers. That's the end of world news. Stay tuned because sports is up next. As the United States reels from the mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvadale, Texas that killed 19 children and two teachers, its sports leagues reacted by offering condolences to the victims' families and calling for stricter gun legislation. While sports continued, each game seemed diminished by the magnitude of Tuesday's tragedy. Before Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics in Miami, a moment of silence was held for those lost in the Uvadil tragedy. A message from the public address announcer followed the silence while the crowd voiced their approval by cheering. The message encouraged the spectators to contact their state senators and to leave a message by demanding their support for common sense gun laws. It also reminded them of their power to make a change at the ballot box. Miami Heat head coach Eric Spoilestra, meanwhile, began his pregame press conference by saying that he was devastated by the news. He said that such tragedy continues to happen and he knows that everybody is saying that there needs to be a call to action. He said he thinks what it is forcing people to do is just to figure it out, including himself. Coach Spoilestra also said that they don't have the answers but they want to be heard and to be able to force change to the people that can make the change. The first half of the game was finally poised before the Celtics pulled away from the heat in the third quarter to build an unassailable lead and win 93-80. to 
Jalen Brown top scored for the Celtics with 25 points and Jason Tatum added 22. Boston now takes a 3-2 series lead and is just one win away from a first NBA Finals appearance in 12 years. Having won Super Bowl Most Valuable Player and had a statue erected in his honor, Nick Foley's NFL highlights rival that of any players. However, at this point in his career, he finds himself in the perfect situation with the Indianapolis Colts playing under head coach Frank Reach and backing up another veteran quarterback, Matt Ryan. On Wednesday, Foley's commented on Fox59.com's Mike Schaffel saying, that he always wanted to play, but he wasn't going to settle and go play somewhere this year. He said that he wanted to go somewhere where he enjoyed the grind and if he could join someone who he knows that he's going to enjoy playing for. Indianapolis being a top Foley's wish list no doubt had much to do with Reach. With Foley's, Reach believes his Colts have landed the best of the best when it comes to backup quarterbacks something Reich and Foley's both know a lot about after playing careers in which they each shined off the bench. Foley's, who was released by the Chicago Bears on May 1st, led the Philadelphia Eagles to the club's first and only Super Bowl win in the 2017 season with Reich as his offensive coordinator. The first day of the inaugural Pac-12 tournament ended with a showdown between the Bruins and Golden Bears that extended well into Thursday morning. In the first ever Pac-12 baseball tournament, the Bruins and Golden Bears were slated to play the night cap on the opening day of action. First pitch was supposed to be around 8.30 p.m., notable because neither team had started a game past 7.05 p.m. in the regular season. But the penultimate game ran extremely late. It was true Pac-12 after dark, this time on the diamond instead of the gritty run, as the game did not start until 10.15 p.m. This did not play into the hands of number 3 C UCLA baseball as they dropped their first postseason game 4-1 to number 6 seed California well after Wednesday night turned to Thursday morning. The Bruins will get another shot to stay alive in the double elimination bracket and steal the conference crown, but they will need to avoid the pitfalls they ran into early in the first round. But they will need to avoid the pitfalls they ran into early in the first round. That's the end of news in sports and today's newscast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the headlines. And taking a look back at the headlines for today, May 26, 2022. A cruise ship fire in Grand Turk this morning. TCI National Primary School spelling bee fast approaching and changes for immigration consultancy businesses. Thank you for joining us for today's newscast. For the RTC News and Production team, I am Isher Parker. If you want more news, you can always log on to www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.